Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. All right, so in the Amplified, it is read as, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. This is my favorite part of this sentence. Faith perceiving as real fact. Perceiving is not suggesting. Perceiving is not, it could be. Faith here is accepting as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So the senses being my eyesight, my hearing, uh, what I feel, and so forth. What I say, faith is so powerful that one of the things the Lord is teaching me is, and I want to say this right, is not to be given or, let's see, let's see. It isn't given lightly to the novice or the unlearned. Faith is of God. And as I taught before, it, faith, can change anything. Faith can fix anything. Faith is full assurance, complete belief in what God has to say about any circumstance or situation that arises before us. Raising. Faith is the force by which we release words. In other words, I will not release a word without the spring of faith attached to it. Um, well, here's the illustration that comes to my spirit. Uh, 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 pardon me for this illustration, but I, the, the, I need to use it to really uh, uh, show you the effectiveness of, of what I'm trying to say. Uh, a, a gun is, is, is a very powerful weapon. What makes it powerful is what it releases. It releases what we would call ammunition or a bullet that makes the gun very powerful. Okay, the handler makes the gun very powerful because the handler has to know what to do with the gun. 
But what nobody ever talks about is you can have the handler, you can have the gun, and you can have the bullet. But if you don't have the little piece that sits hidden, composed in the chamber, so that when you pull the spring release, and I'm talking about the spring, then the bullet doesn't release to come out with the effective amount of fervor that is necessary for it to do what it needs to do. All you will have if that component is broken or weakened or bent, you'll have an apparatus that won't work. You can be an effective handler. You can even be a person who looks dangerous because of what you hold in your hand. You can even have a bullet with great potential to do harm. But if that piece is not working, then you can't release it and you're ineffective. To me, faith matches that component. So that when the word of the Lord comes forth from your mouth, and I always like to say the word of the Lord, you can say, well, I may not actually say a scripture verbatim or word for word, but nevertheless, when faith is involved, God comes to get involved. Uh-oh. All right? And, and, and now you're speaking as his. So when the word of the Lord goes forth, it should be released with faith to make it effective. to make it workable. Prayer is communication with God. Can I get an amen? All right, so turn with me, hallelujah, to, oh, bless the name of Jesus. Is it good? I want to make sure I get everything right. To Matthew chapter number six. This is just the beginning of something that's the, that is, uh, I like to teach out of the overflow of what God is dealing with me about. And uh, uh, you're, you're going to love this. And when thou, pardon me, verse 5, Matthew 6 and 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you that they have their reward. When whatever it is that you do, you do to be seen. You have received your reward in this lifetime for that action. And your reward is that you have been seen. When we were small, we used to hear often uh, about ourselves that that one just wants attention. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Uh, and so the parent would go about, or the adult in supervision would go about to make sure that that, that child got the necessary attention. It may not have been what they were looking for, but they made sure that they got the necessary attention that they were striving to, to, to experience. Uh, and so basically, uh, Christ is saying here that there are those that are ambitious. Um, and, and so if, I, if I'm teaching today and I had to title it, uh, it would be that every prayer should get answered. Uh, every single prayer should get answered. There is an answer from God for every single prayer, and you and I should pray with expectation that every prayer will be answered. And I'm going to do my best to go through the Word to build a case. All right, so here Jesus is speaking, and he says, because don't be as the hypocrites are. They love to pray standing in synagogues in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. But he's also saying their prayers don't get answered. They draw attention and it looks to everyone like that's who should pray for you. And that looks like a praying person and that should be the person that prays with you or that you should give your request to. But the reason he calls them hypocrites is because they offer up volume but no result. Okay. Verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, or hidden, or in the invisible realm, or in the heavenly realm, or in the kingdom of God realm. You know, the one that you and I, our, our natural uh, senses can't pick up. And that's why we opened up with Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is knowing that what I'm about to pray is going to be extremely powerful and it's going to be effective and an answer is going to come even though I can't see it, hear it, feel it, or, or, or touch it or anything. All right, so I've got these senses, but I can't pick up on it. And there's a verse, uh, 1 John 5, 14 to 15, that says this is the confidence that we have in you. That if we ask anything according to your will, you will hear it. And what that means is he's, he's going to step from whatever position. This is why he is the great I am. From whatever position he's in to become judge. To hear your case. That's, because that's why the term is. And then if, since I know that you heard me and whatever I've asked. Now I know. I have the what? Petitions that I desire of you. So. Uh, he's hearing it not only from a savior, not only from a deliverer perspective, but he's hearing the case. In other words, he's the judge that hears the case. And I don't know how many of you have ever had legal ramblings in your life, but who is the judge matters in every single situation. Some judges have a reputation that they're just going to go with corporate no matter what. Some go with humanity more than corporate. And everybody wants them because they tend to be a little more lenient and rule in favor of the everyday person. The, the corporate one, you just don't even want to see them because you just think in your mind that they're paid off, and that's the only, which isn't true. But they just tend to have more faith in, in corporate and in, in whatever. But God is saying, I'm hearing it. And since I'm hearing it, you already know that what you petition me for, come on, somebody, you're going to get it. Uh, John 15 and 7 says, if you abide in me 
and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. Uh-oh. What, what, what is that? You shall ask what you will. Whatever you want to. And it shall be done unto you. Oh, glory. Now, back to Matthew 5. Okay, um, pardon me, 6. And he says here, go and, and establish a prayer closet somewhere. Pray in secret to the Father. And the Father which seeth you in secret shall reward thee openly. And so I gave teaching on this Thursday that what the Lord is really saying is, yeah, yeah, you really should not try to do that in front of everybody. But, you know, in the local church, you can pray with your, 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 your fellow worshipers. Amen. But what he's saying is your lifestyle should be one of prayer. And, and it should be uh, not done for everybody to see. But in your home or, or in, in your private location, there should be some type of prayer closet where you, you are bending your knee. You're going before the Lord with your request. Amen. Uh, and, and, and whether you think that you deserve that or whether you think that you are capable of that or whether you believe that he would uh, 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 receive it from you, I'm here to, to teach the word to you today that the Lord will receive your prayer from you. And he's already positioned you within him to be able to talk to him. Amen. All right, so now this is good stuff here. Okay, but when you pray, verse 7, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Again and again, same thing, you know, uh, pray this 10 times, pray this 25 times, you know, um, hold on to this and, and rub this while you pray this. And this is what you consider to be vain repetitions. Now, it, it is possible for Christians to pray aloud, but because their expectation isn't there, there will be no results. These are not the people I want praying for me. Well, they got quiet. I want people praying for me that, uh, and I mean, you, should, you can make the same uh, judgment. I want people praying for me who are expecting uh, to receive their answers from the Lord. Amen. All right. Um, and see, that's the power of religion. Religion uh, gives you verses, but no revelation knowledge. Gives you words to pray repetitiously, but uh, won't allow you to have expectations. Because then that will require the revelation knowledge of faith to come into the picture. And religion hates faith. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, uh, uh, you don't want to be heard for your much speaking. Verse 8, be not ye therefore of like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. Everybody shout before I ask him. Okay, so now Jesus is about to make a shift here. And praying, and I just want you to pick it up because he's the one that's teaching us this morning. Uh, and okay, so uh, first of all, he says in verse eight, uh, he knows what you need. The Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Before you ask him. Before you ask him. Some of us don't feel as if God will move upon us unless we ask. But the, the ultimate uh, um, um, showing of the development of faith is your expectation that he's going to come through for you. 
And, and then you go more from requesting with hoping to uh, requesting based on prayer and yet thanking him at the same time based on the word, if that makes sense. Well, here's the word, the word, well, actually your prayer is based on the word too. All right, I'm praying to you, Lord, and requesting this based on your verse here. And because this is based on your word, I would just like to praise you right now and thank you that this is already done. Hallelujah. You have released this to me already, Father God, and I thank you for it. Amen. Now, the Spirit of God, you have to listen to him while you're praying because he may unction you or nudge you to sow seed because sowing is so much a part of your prayer life. I mean, you got you to hear God tell you what to do. Everything isn't the same. You know, some, some, sometimes, you know, even if it's a debt, sometimes it's, it's like we spoke earlier, it's a person that's sitting somewhere that's just having a really bad time of it. They don't know you, but they don't like your name. And every time your name comes up, they just won't give you a break. Though they possess the power and the influence to open up an opportunity to adjust your life. So in that particular situation, the Lord may nudge you by the power and leadership of the Holy Spirit to begin to pray in tongues because you don't know what to pray for. Okay, I'm trying to get it all in as fast as I can. You don't know exactly what to pray for because you don't know who's cutting up. You don't know really what's going on. You're just knowing that you're not getting what you're expecting to get, and you don't want to give up your expectation. You, what you want to do is adjust your pursuit. Oh, hallelujah. Go up another level because you don't want to give up your faith. Lord, I, I'm expecting this, so what is going on? And then the, the Spirit of God will unction, will pray in the Spirit for, for a season. And when you pray in tongues, I'm telling you, uh, Romans, well, okay, I'm there. Let's go. Romans chapter number 8. Let's just read that. You doing okay? Oh, hallelujah. Okay. So you want to look at verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit, capital S, meaning Holy Spirit, also helpeth our infirmities, right? Our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Do you see that? Okay. But the Spirit, Holy Spirit, capital S, himself is what it should read, maketh intercession for us with what, folks? Groanings, which cannot be what? Uttered. All right. Now, um, in verse 27, and he that searches the hearts know what is the mind of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Look at what verse is attached to this. In 28, and we know that all things, how many? All things work together for good to them that what? Love God. And to them who are the called according to his purpose. All three of those verses are attached. Okay? So we, we read this because when you don't know what you should pray for, the Holy Spirit will unction you to pray in the Spirit. And that's when the Holy Ghost will help you or empower you to utter groanings which you would not uh, be able to ordinarily uh, I got, let me read my notes. I got notes on this, you know. Um, articulate 
is, is well, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm careful because once I go in there, I'm, I'm going to stay to the rest of the service, and I, I just don't want to do that. Uh, it, it means to artfully articulate or to, to it, uh, the, it's known as divine glossolalia. It's, it's to speak uh, a known tongue, an unknown language. Uh, the church has started to back away from this, but there was a time when every denomination on the face of the earth was experiencing praying in tongues because it is real. But with, with uh, the, oh, we'll see, let's see. Let me be careful. I don't want to talk about any particular movement. But we've sort of gotten away uh, and gotten to basically, just as long as I know this formula and this verse and say this and say that, I'm okay. And we've gotten away from the prayer time. Let's shorten our prayer time. Uh, we're, we're, as pastors, we're even teaching people that you don't need a prayer life any longer. You just simply need to think on God all the time and God will respond in your thought process back to you because really that's your spirit because your mind is, oh, stop, stop, stop. Because even if you have that part down and you have a full uh, understanding and a full revelation knowledge on that, what happens is we still get, as, as taught uh, in another lesson, uh, Thursday night, we get dull anyway. And because we get dull, we need to pray in the Spirit to sharpen ourselves. Dull we are. If we had, if we had to, and see, when we learn community and we learn as a church to be a unit, one body, we will learn that there are wars that are going on that we need to team up and war with each other against. But we're so dull at, you know, right now that we can't win some battles that we ought to just win. Praise the Lord. You know, brother, sister, need a car. It, it shouldn't take but two or three of us to get in faith, speak a word, pray, and, and say, I'm going I'm to put the seed in on that. And just on the faith alone, the car should be there within seven days. Because that's the small stuff. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get us ready to get people delivered. We're we about to look in the verse. I, I want to show you how to get, get somebody out of jail. You, you're not ready. Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right. Now, this is good stuff. You're doing okay. All right. So now let's go back to Matthew Chapter number six. Jesus tells us as the Father knows what things we have need of before we ask him, right? Verse nine, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy what? Name. Thy kingdom what? Oh, see, there's a shift there. And so uh, all of Jesus, Jesus comes into the picture with, okay, here, here's how you pray. Let's get involved with the kingdom. Let, let's, 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 let's talk to the Father about the kingdom. We're, I mean, we know from Colossians chapter number 1, starting at verse number 9, actually, if you want to read on up, we, when we're born again, we are uh, not only translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, but we're delivered from the power of darkness. Amen? I'm, hey, folks, I know this is not a barn burner right now, but you've got to get this in your spirit because this is what you build with. Okay, no, nobody goes and picks out bricks. But you aren't going to build a good foundation without them. Okay, 
So this is, this is not the fun stuff, but this is the necessary stuff. All right, verse 10, thy kingdom what? Come, thy will be what? Done. Where? As it is, where? Okay, so now Jesus is saying, make sure your prayer life consists of demanding that whatever it is in the kingdom, it must be in my life in the earth. Thy kingdom what? Come. Thy will be what? Done. So now I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So now I'm going to find out what's all in the kingdom, and I'm also going to find out what is the will of God concerning what I face. That's going to help me stop meditating on and worrying on what's wrong, and it's going to bring me to the place of being able to see that in spite of what I'm facing, the will of God is. Are you with me? You see what we're doing here? Okay, so now we're praying with faith. We're about to get results because of faith. Faith will do what? Fix? All right. I'm in the right house. Okay. Now, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. So there's a daily allotment of goodness that's supposed to come to me. We don't even pray this any longer. There's a daily allotment of goodness. Okay, give, 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 me, uh, give me the 23rd Psalms, and I need the last two verses, please. <laughs> well, praise me. The saints got it down. <laughs> now, now let, let's, for all to hear, let's do it one more time. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. How many? How many days? All the days of my life. And I will dwell where? How often? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, something's got to happen. So in order for me to always be in the house of the Lord, I'm going to have to make my personal home here. Uh-oh. And, I, and in this season, we're beginning to introduce this teaching that your private life really isn't that private. Because God is watching. But he's not watching to destroy you. Remember, Jesus said, because he's going to know what you need already before you even pray it. So what does he watch for? Because he loves you. Amen? And, and because he wants it to be easy for you to run back to him. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Todd J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.